Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Mr. Sharpie and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hello. Howdy, Laura. Uh, I almost called you Lauren. You did, because she's not here. What is up with that? Mm-hmm. You just miss her. Lauren's, yeah, Lauren's not with us. Lauren's over at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Lauren is on vacation with her family and didn't invite us. Hello. Technically, she did. <laughs> Listen back to some of the podcasts. She invited us yeah, all. <laughs> Come on, let's go. She's writing all true. the new. Yeah. It's the best time to go. But by the time you hear this, it'll be after Christmas. But she's there during the Christmas season. And it's, I missed it this year. I didn't get to go for Christmas. I think I did Halloween, maybe a little bit. Maybe not. When was the last time you were at Disney? Mouse chat meetup. Okay. So how many times did you go this year? Not a lot. Maybe once. Just maybe, mouse chat? I think so. Maybe I went for a meeting. Maybe twice. Yeah. I don't think you did much. I probably went for a, a, a meeting uh, press event thing with Disney, but then you're just kind of go, go, go. Oh, you did. Um, the social media thing. You I think. did opening of Galaxy's Edge. Yes, I was there for the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And then I was there a little bit before that. So, yeah, so it's been like for another pre-Galaxy Edge thing. So that's at least three times. You're so funny. I haven't been there. I know, but it seems different when you're working it. I don't know why. It's still fun. Work it, Steve. I know. Work it. We got some cool things. Sharpie put together a kind of a list of Walt Disney World news. Some cool things coming. It's kind uh, of a hodgepodge of crazy news. It's more bits and pieces. Yes. But all stuff that's that's definitely worth worth talking about because Disney has all sorts of crazy news lately. Where do you want to start, Sharpie? I'll let you choose and then I'll just mark it off. I think we should probably talk about the opening of Riviera. Okay. So go ahead. Talk about the opening of Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was an interesting lead. So I was over there when it was being built, but I haven't been in it. I've seen pictures of it. It looks beautiful. It's over at the uh, 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 Caribbean Beach, which is not my favorite resort, but now. Kind of swanky. Now it looks really nice. Um, I've eaten at Sebastian's, which I thought was really good. I know Lauren had, when it first opened, went there with a couple of our Pixies at Pixie Vacations, and they did not give it rave reviews, but I actually got to go there on one of my other things this year that Lisa reminded me of, and I got to go, and they um they served me like one of everything, and all the entrees, the desserts, um, and it was, I thought everything was really good. So I liked Sebastian's, which is in that kind of new food court area, and I liked the way that whole... um like food court area looks now instead of having that little check-in area. So the Riviera hotels, similar to, I guess, Coronado Springs where they're doing these towers. Well, if you build up, you can get more people in there. Yeah. And, uh, they're very nicely done. So with Riviera, they introduced a new room type, Mm. a tower studio, uh, Riviera kind of has these these turret outputs uh, from the building uh, that kind of hinge uh, part of the architecture of the building. But a, a a tower studio accommodates two guests. Huh. 
two guests. So it's like a micro studio. Um, but yeah, they're, they're especially designed for two guests. Uh, they're really extremely space efficient. Um, built into the wall is a microwave or a small refrigerator, uh, some drawers, uh, and then a pull-out bed, which is the only bed in the room. So your sofa kind of folds down into the bed. It's not a sofa bed. It is a Murphy bed that uses that incorporates the design of the sofa. So it's pr- pretty interesting. So if you can, let me uh, let me draw a picture very, on that. Uh, so Should have said this earlier, but Riviera is a DVC resort, uh, and then you have your deluxe studios, which are, are are pretty typical. They sleep up to five, uh, queen size bed, and then a pull down queen size bed, and then a pull down bunk size bed. Um, then, of course, as with most other DVC resorts, you have your one bedroom villa, your two bedroom villa, and then also your three bedroom grand villa. Uh, the three-bedroom Grand Villa sleeps up to 12 guests, uh, and they are absolutely exquisite-looking. They are beautiful. Um, but Lisa, would you like to would you like to comment on that uh, additional pull-down twin-size bed? Well, let me just jump back a second. Um, talking about the tower room. They, you know, talking about the Murphy bed going over the couch. So if you picture a couch up against a wall um, and it's kind of like in Art of Animation, how you have the table that folds into the legs of the bed, you know, the table becomes the support for the bed. The couch in this situation is also going to turn into the support of the bed. So it just it's it's pretty a, a pretty cool transformation, pulling it down over the couch but then the couch becomes like the back folds forward it's it's pretty cool but i would it's very difficult to explain though imagine that it is yeah. it's kind of crazy because you, you don't really see it too often because literally the the bed is built into the wall and then the bed is also built into the couch so yes it's like one gigantic piece of furniture I like how it sleeps too, because a lot of people now, they just, I know like it's Disney's for families, but you know, a lot of ki- like maybe college kids will go or kids on break will go or will go, you know what I mean? And we just, you just go to enjoy Disney to enjoy Disney, but not with the family. So like if Lisa and I went, that'd be perfect. You just get a place for two and you have a small place or. You're finding more and more solo travelers yeah. and also um, couples. Yeah, it's cool to go and just enjoy the food and some a couple attractions. What's the price point? Is it still, is it like, because Caribbean Beach is considered a moderate, but I'm assuming this is moderate this is and up. This a deluxe resort. Deluxe, yeah. Okay. I think unlike the... Villas that we're, we've all kind of come to know, a lot of us have. Um, these look like mini apartments. I don't know, maybe it's the the structure, the, the furnishings, but these look like mini apartments instead of uh, more hotel-y. They look homier. Well, more like 
Because they're DVC, well, right? They're also yeah, very they compact. Uh, this is one of Disney's the, the smallest square footage in each room category that they have ever built. Um, there's no longer uh, like a, a, a notch off kitchen that like where you kind of step into the kitchen area. Yeah. Uh, it is a really a half galley kitchen. All of your cabinets and such are on one wall. There's no island. Um, it's they're very space efficient, uh, especially if you go back and compare uh, to DVC's first resort, which oh was the original Disney Vacation Club, which is now Old Key West. Yep. Those rooms are gigantic, especially compared to these. Yeah, which is why I bought there. <laughs> I like the large. Yeah, the, I like the space. I like the room. I, I even when we get uh, sometimes when we get like a a deluxe room or whatever with the kids, it's like, you're kind of on top of each other. Um, and then I like the ones that are where you can pay cash for a DVC room. Um, cause you get the space, you get the, I don't know. So I, I'm sure it's very tastefully done and well done. I'll have to, I'll have to see. Um, I like the square footage. So Riviera is retailing right now through Disney. Uh, if you are at all familiar with Disney vacation club, you, you purchase, a one-time allotment of points uh, and you get those points deposited into your account each year. Uh, and the, when, when we bought into DVC uh, the point cost was below $100 per point. Uh, and originally way, way back when um, the, the hot high $40 price point, uh, there were definitely some people who bought in lower than that. Um, at Old Key West when it first opened, uh, but in the in the the mid to late nineties, uh, when a lot of the current resorts came online, or a lot of the legacy current legacy resorts came online, they they the the price was retailing in the 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 low forties to upper fifties in that kind of price range. Riviera is retailing for one hundred and eighty eight dollars per Whoa, point. This is yeah. one eighty eight. 188 per point. So what is the Grand just a, Floridian? Just a very quick rundown oh. of point cost for this resort. Just for, so for, for listeners who aren't familiar with how DVC works, we, we've never done a comprehensive DVC show because it's, it's there, there's just so much to talk about. It would literally take us six or eight episodes to really talk about DVC in depth in a way that would really help someone understand it kind of from the basic level. But uh, in advent, there are different seasons. There's adventure season, choice season, dream season, magic season, and then premiere season, premiere season, the weeks of Christmas and Easter. Uh, and then kind of, as you back off from there, your, your peak travel periods uh, will, will, will be found there. So um, for instance, June 11th to August 15th is, is the second tier season down from the top one. But just for, for comparison point right now, adventure season is January 1st through the 31st, September 1st through the 30th and December 1st through the 14th. Um, weekly, you would need 81 points to stay in a tower studio in that lowest season. So a room that sleeps two is 81 points. Wow. Um, as you go up a studio uh, in, a, in a standard view is 109 in a preferred view is 134. A one bedroom that sleeps five, but has a separate master suite is uh, 227 for standard and 284 for premier uh, or preferred preferred view uh and then a two bedroom is 296 
for a standard or 361 points uh, for preferred. Now, get this. This is uh, – it always either astounds me or cracks me up either way. Back to that 81-point studio that sleeps two. Yep. That three-bedroom grand villa that sleeps 12 is 764 points. Oh, my gosh. It's almost so if $200 you can imagine, if you can a imagine point? Buying enough points, you're going to need – 764 points uh to stay in that accommodation every year um and then of course you have to pay maintenance fees each year on those points uh you can kind of begin to understand it's 143 thousand dollars all right i have a question sharpie (laughs) it's almost 144 thousand dollars not including the yearly dues all right so sharpie exactly yeah and that's in that's literally Less, it's two and a half months out of the year that you could stay there. Oh, that's the cheapest. Uh, for, that's for the cheapest week, time for seven nights. Oh. Okay, so do you think that Disney's intention is to sell those villas for cash instead of points? D- Disney never discounts grand villas. Right. Uh, I, wow. we, we, Jesse and I have been travel agents for uh, for going on ten years now, and I don't know that I have ever seen grand villas included in any promo that Disney does. Uh, the the allotment of those rooms within the resort, there are very few of them. Uh, but there there are people that that go that are DVC members that go to DVC resorts and they always take either multiple branches of their family or they just have a huge family. Uh, we we've stayed in grand villas. We've stayed in grand villas at um Animal Kingdom. Uh, Actually, we've only done it at Hilton Head. No, I take that back. We've done it at Hilton Head and Bay Lake Tower. Um, and those rooms are amazing, truly amazing at Bay Lake Tower. Uh, but the three-bedroom Grand Villa sleeps 12. But yeah, 764 points. So your your one-time purchase price uh, for that would be $143,632. Uh, and then you're going to pay your maintenance fees each year on top of that. Uh, and your maintenance fees on that, it's uh, $8.31 per point. Uh, so if you do the math there, 831 times 764. So each year you're going to pay around uh, $6,350 roughly, uh, three, three, $6,384 and 84 cents to be exact. Uh, so that's what you're going to pay every year. Uh, and oh that is on top of your purchase price initially. Uh, so from there on out, you're, you're going, your maintenance fees, they do increase every year. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that's a lot. So, and then let's hop oh. up to premiere season. So if you spend Easter week or Christmas week, that same grand villa is 1,260 points. Oh my gosh. Hold it on. Crazy, one thousand crazy, two hundred and sixty points times one hundred and eighty-eight dollars a point. That's two hundred and thirty-six thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. Yep. If you want to, and 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 the thing is, you just uh, go buy a house of Alani. Disney had never sold fixed timeshare weeks because DVC is Disney's timeshare product, of course. Um, they had never sold fixed weeks, uh, but when they opened up Alani, they started selling fixed weeks. Uh, you do pay a premium uh, of about 20. I, at one time, it was about 20% on top of the regular um, to, to buy that fixed week, but you are guaranteed that week 
so if it's Christmas week, you're always guaranteed that week of Christmas. Uh, or if the e- week of Easter, it does move, but you're guaranteed that week uh, yep. throughout the year. Um, but the, the number of number of fixed weeks that they have sold is very low compared to the point-based system uh, that is uh, you just buy the number of points and you use them. You can bank your points. Uh, you can borrow points from the next year. Uh, so what a lot of people do is like, say for instance, they know they're going to spend 120 points every year uh, or, or every other year, excuse me. They, they can buy 60, uh, bank, bank that 60, uh, and then the next year they will have 120 to use, uh, or they can borrow from the next year. So they can always be splitting the difference between two years and traveling every other year as a DVC member, only owning 120 points. But yeah. anyway, so, but yeah, Riviera it, it j- just opened. Yeah. Uh, it is a European uh, Riviera themed resort. And of course, uh, Riviera does have access to the Disney Skyliner. Uh, the, there, even though it is at uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, uh, it has a separate pool area. It has full, uh, it has more of a, it has a quiet pool. It is not an adult only pool, but it is a, a quiet pool. And then there's also a feature pool. Um, hmm. So, and, and once again, just as kind of a, a comparison point, that premiere season tower studio that sleeps too is 162 points per week. So, so I remember years ago, there was rumor that they were going to do a, a moderate D resort or, you know, a DVC at a moderate resort. And people were like, well, they're always at deluxe. And would I pay less, you know, to go to Disney and just stay at a moderate with DVC points. And you're like, yeah, maybe I'd go. And you know, if it's half the price or whatever, I'll stay at Caribbean beach. And, and then, <laughs> and then it opens up and they come out with it and it's, unbelievably expensive if you're a DVC member. And I wonder, and I haven't looked at the rack, you know, the rates to, to actually stay there as a guest. Um, but I'm assuming they're, you know, up there in between a moderate and a deluxe price point or more. Maybe they're more of a deluxe price point just to stay there on cash. Ugh. Yeah. The- they're they're offering uh, if you buy more than 100 points they are they're offering um, what 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 DVC refers to as developer credit uh, uh, so essentially give you a, a small discount uh, that's crazy if you're buying more than 125 points uh, so that 125 point purchase would be twenty three thousand five hundred dollars you have a five hundred dollar credit. So you end up paying 23,000 for 125 points. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. There you go. Roll uh, and if you're buying over a thousand <laughs> points, they give you an additional $1 off incentive per point. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. So wow. if you're buying more than a thousand points, they're going to give you a discount of $29,500. So that 1000 point purchase that would have been $188,000 then becomes 157,500. Unbelievable. But if you want to max out the the highest number of points that you can possibly purchase at a DVC resort, retail on that would be $752,000, but you're getting a $29,500 developer credit 
Wow. Plus another $4,000 off. So for the low, low price of $718,500, you can own 4,000 DVC points. Yeah. You should just. 4,000 DVC points at $8.31 per point. Mm. And you can go like a half a week in the big studio a year. (laughs) (laughs) $33,240 per year in maintenance fees. Oh, all right. Yeah, Yeah, that's not. Anyway. Wow. That's, that's uh, discouraging. Brand new resort just opened. Disney's Riviera Resort. Wow. You can, you can stay there on cash. You can stay there in the the tower rooms, the studios, one bedroom, two bedroom. Uh, You you can book a three bedroom, but do not expect a discount. Uh, And I don't expect this resort to be discounted much. Uh, Pre-sales for the resort were in fact discounted, which was pretty rare. So I I Uh, want like, I don't often see that when Disney's opening a new resort. Usually, usually you don't see discounts at all. Uh, even for, for three, four, five years after the resort is open. Yeah. Uh, but they did discount pre-sales at this resort for cash guests. All right. All right. We're going to move on Sharpie. Fascinating. Yeah, it is. I just want Skyliner Mm -hmm. and we're going to, uh, enjoy the view from the sky as we sail away from Disney's Riviera resort. Yeah. That's, I would want a lot more space for my money of that. I, I would want more luxury than, uh, then it's like a tiny home inside of a resort. <laughs> it's what I feel yeah. like. All right, Lisa. Yeah. We'll, we'll take our two bedroom over at, uh, yeah. animal kingdom lodge. Oh, so they're awesome. It's three bathrooms. That that's one of my favorite things about some of the, oh, it's, the yeah, DVC yeah. resorts they, they have built prior is they started incorporating a second bathroom in a one bedroom. They're so nice. So by the time you get up to a, a two bedroom, you have, three full baths yeah it's great because then everyone can get ready quickly it's the best oh well yep all right lisa what's next okay so next we're going to talk about flight of passage over at um, animal kingdom park and there's something new going on over there oh here i'll do this one because it's quick and easy (laughs) okay so pandora animal kingdom flight of passage now this ride is I, i still think it's the best ride uh at walt disney world the dis the the uh the disadvantages it's so popular that the queue goes on for over an hour easy two hours easy um and then you're like in this queue that it's very hard like if you have kids or you're or you get in the line thinking oh this is going to be quick we'll just ride the ride and then we'll go to the restroom and then you've got to like walk all the way out of the queue to take your kid to the restroom so they're putting an in flight in flight an in queue restroom. And Sharpie, did you say they're done or they're just being built they, now? They are yes. Yeah, they they are they are open. They are open. My There are two yeah. two uh private restrooms. So two essentially restrooms. It, there it's you go. Okay. Uh, so you a got, family style restroom and there are two of them. There you go. So that makes it the the thing that you you say, okay, that's awesome. But then it makes me think like our rides and wait times is this the new norm where it's going to be that long that now all rides are going to have an in queue restroom because there's that long of a line to ride these rides? I have some thoughts because uh, I think when you get in these long lines that are an hour plus, 
And if you just had lunch and then you yeah. get in line or you drink something in line yeah, or well, you've got kids that, well, yeah, the little kids are, you know, are three and they're, yeah. okay, so this is just a word of caution. If you have just potty trained your child and you go to Disney or, you know, any other theme park, think twice about letting them go in underwear because they might not be so potty trained when you get there. Um, do a pull-up or something like that because the lines, sometimes you get stuck and it just isn't always a good situation. If you do go with the uh, underwear, I know this is a weird topic, but if you go with the underwear, pack a couple extra pair in your bag. Okay, that's it for me. Yeah, but it's um, it's good because you don't have to like, because you, you can't just let your like six-year-old go out of line, try to find a restroom and catch up with you. So, and then you got to, so you either lose your spot in line or, or maybe you have a, you know, one of your family members is still in line and then you got to do that. Oh, excuse me. My, my other person's up here type thing. So that's always and the other element of this. I think Disney learned a lot from flight of passage. Yeah. Uh, we have not seen the wait times for uh, the millennium Falcon. Um, we have not seen the wait times for rise of the resistance because they've moved over to the to a virtual queuing system. Uh I think that experiencing those 5 hour waits for flight of passage, I think Disney looked at that and said if these people are in line for 5 hours, they're not spending a dime. Yeah. Anywhere else in the park, they're not experiencing any other attractions, they're not seeing any shows. They are spending 5 hours of their day in queue. Yeah. For one attraction. So I think Disney, at the same time that 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 when uh, um, oh. uh, Galaxy's Edge first opened, mm-hmm. the, the the huge crowds weren't there. Now with with the opening of Rise of the Resistance, they're seeing those people arriving at the park two plus hours prior to park opening. Uh, they're actually opening the parks early. Uh, they're letting guests in early. They're opening the attractions early. I think Disney learned a major lesson with flight of passage. And I don't think Disney will ever do what they did with flight of passage again. Yeah. Uh, I think he learned a major lesson to where, uh, use the virtual queuing system. And, and then of course, paired with that, you have the advancement of technology and, and how that has grown just in the last really two to three years. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like you said, well, it's a bad customer experience. So they've got client satisfaction issues for waiting that long. And then like you said, they, I mean, that's why they have magic bands and they, they have the magical express. You get, right off and you go right to the park and you can start spending and eating and buying souvenirs and you start your vacation instead of like sitting around waiting for your hotel room doing nothing you are like off and ready you know out and if you're just sitting in a line then you're not they're they're losing revenue as well so they've got two things with the customer experience and the revenue that they can address with these virtual uh use or whatever keep people entertained and uh, actually making purchases. Yep. Yeah, you're stuck. Okay. So next, let's go over to Beach Club. And on December 26th, 
which is was coming up or past. nine days from now. Yeah, it'll probably be over by the time we get the show out. Well, we'll but, see. So yeah. December twenty sixth. Uh, Beaches and Cream is going to reopen after their refurbishment, and we'll get to see what they've done with it. I like Beaches and Cream, and that's one of the resorts that we love to go to. But it was always so small and crammed, and Sharpie and I were talking. He said, he, now, Sharpie, you're thinking that it looks like they expanded it. I just see this little picture, and I can't tell from the picture if they've expanded it or not, because it's always so yeah. tight in there. Well, and a rendering's hard they to tell. It. They did? Okay. Well, that's good because it was super popular. I'm sure it's still going to be super popular. And they had a, a walk-up window last time I was there. So you could order and go, which was a, a nice addition with a few things you could order. kind of looks like they still have that counter and walk-up service. Yeah. Well, there's so many places to get ice cream. Yeah, I mean, it used to be that was the, the place. Now on the boardwalk, there's uh, another ice cream place. There's bakeries. There's all, you know, there's all kinds of snacks. and Well, that's everything. at the boardwalk. Yeah, I That's mean, a long way away. Hell yes. <laughs> I mean, it's still walking distance around the. Yeah. But um, yeah, but beaches and cream was always the, the go-to spot. It's a good one. All right, and then we have one more. I kind of like this one. This one is um, we all know that Cirque du Soleil, um, La Nube, La Nuba, La Nuba, yeah, La Nuba, La Nuba, um, ended, and. They have now recently announced the new Cirque du Soleil um, show at Disney Springs. And it's cool because it's Cirque du Soleil in conjunction with Disney Animation and Imagineering. And it's called Drawn to Life. You can take that a couple of ways, Drawn to Life. And it kind of talks about the story of a girl who finds a magical pencil and she goes through all these different stories and happy times and memories and um, kind of uh, a whole new angle for Cirque du Soleil. So I'm there. I'm going to be there. I think it's going to be a really cool show. I am. I'm, I, I watched the uh, kind of the, the trailer, uh, I guess you could call it that, or the preview. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I like anything Cirque du Soleil. I could watch La Nuba over and over well, I love the acrobats. And we did. The clowns, the humor, the everything. And I think because it is incorporating Disney itself, yes. uh, the, the 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 art of Disney animation, I think it's going to have a whole new audience that, that Lanuma just never had because it wasn't yes. distinctly Disney. It yes. was a Cirque du Soleil show at Disney, at downtown Disney. Yeah. Now Disney Springs. Um, but yeah, but here's the thing. And, and, and I, I speculated this long ago. I still think there is a huge crowd that would be attracted if Disney would bring their Broadway shows to the Orlando resort. I would agree. Yeah. Cause it's changing the thing with Lanuba and as much as I like seeing it, but we would get, um, we would go to Disney events and part of the event was always a Lanuba show that was included. And, um, after you've seen that show, so even, even though it's so good, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can watch this show again. So I think that, is, so it's nice. I had no problem. I know. I, it's nice that there's a new fresh show. Um, but, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be kind of like, man, if they had done the Broadway thing, they can circle them out. They can, you know, move them out. Especially with the uh, Disney Quest, which is a nice big space that they turned into an NBA experience. 
Well, Disney Quest was leveled. I know. Man, yeah. I don't know. And, it, and, and, and the NBA experience just isn't selling. They're having a really hard time. It's going to be the worst. Uh, making it a go. It's going to, I, I was thinking that the second I heard about the NBA experience, I have a free ticket to the NBA experience sitting on my dresser. Um, when it first opened that they gave me that it's still sitting there. So I need to go, but I have no interest in doing it. I just, I, I need to try it before I, I mean, a lot of people thought it was going to be a slam dunk. Uh, <laughs> sure. You know, the other thing that's amazing to me now is I was in the mall by our, uh, uh, by work and the Sears is gone. The two story Sears is boarded up and they're turning it into an arcade, two story Sears in the mall. So it's like Disney quest missed its window. It's like now yep. it's all eighties retro games with a bar. So if they had just put a bar in there and changed it around a little bit and, and put the classic retro games in there and whatever they would, they would have been fine. Cause that's popping up all over America are barcades or, um, places barcades. they call them barcades or they have, yeah. That's cute. yeah like and David Busters. Yeah. They're a Dave and Busters thing, but they're, now they're all with the classic retro eighties games. They're any, you know, the, the pinballs and the, any pack bands or street fighters or any of that is the thing. And they had all that set up already at Disney quest, if they could have redone it. And now that NBA experience is going to be a, oof, be an experience of losing money would be my guess, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, Cirque du Soleil is down at that end and that will be a good time. Good show. All right. So that's all I have. You guys have anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. This should come out in the new year. So happy new year. If, uh, maybe we're the first ones or we're late. This is probably, <laughs> this is probably the first week. Everyone's already gotten past their, uh, happy new years. We're getting some shows done so we could take some time off for the holidays, uh, and kind of get ready for 2020. The year of perfect vision. It is the year of perfect vision. Oh my gosh. We should make some, <laughs> some mouse chat. Mouse chat glasses. Clearly, you're not seeing straight. I'm sure they have 2020 glasses that everybody will be wearing on New Year's on, uh, in New York with the, big, with the big O's for the eyes. Well, they always do. Yeah. The, the, the really interesting thing is uh, yeah, where I work in higher education, talking, about, talking to students about next academic year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is truly a tongue twister to say that it will be the 2020-2021 academic year. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, wow, 2020, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then you can't just say it's going to like the, the 1920 academic year, because then it's going to, you have to say it's going to be the 2020 academic year. Mm. I know. Aye, aye, aye. It gets tougher every year. It's just 2021 academic year. Yeah. Would you say that it, one more time? Yeah. Ugh. Crazy. And here, my generation thought that it that we were big stuff because we graduated at the turn of the century. Mm. Baby. You know, the class of 2000. Yep. Here we are. Baby. 19 years later. I know. 
Well, look at all the new stuff there is at you Disney. kids get off my lawn. I know. <laughs> Used to be so different at Disney. They didn't have to have restrooms in the queue. You even have a queue. You just got on the ride. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, gosh. Here he goes. You just got right on. Oh, mm -hmm. Used to have tips. Used to be like, you could always take the line to the left because there was no fast pass. Everybody would get in the line on the right because it's human nature, I guess, to go to the right. And you'd always get in the line on the left and you would get like halfway up there before fast pass. There was a time before fast pass. Before the paper fast. It exists. I remember. It exists. That's there why was there was a time before fast pass. Yep, and then the paper fast pass, and now the magic band fast pass. Anyway, all right, Lisa, wrap it up. Okay. Um, Save us from ourselves. All right. So thank you for. Let's see. I'm already messing up. You guys threw me at this. Uh, time to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to our shows, you can find more just by asking some kind of electronic device. We'll tell you. If you have comments or questions for us, please send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.